Welcome to episode five of the Play Your Yards Right podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm here with Sarah. And today we're going to do a little bit of NBA championship preview, some NBA recap, maybe touch on a little bit of baseball. And then we're going to dive into our NFL way too early season long awards previews and maybe some preseason bets. So, Sarah, jumping right in, your Miami Heat, make it, make it stressful, but pull it off in game seven and make it to the NBA finals. Yes. I mean, wow. You wrote it here, but I feel like it's what everyone's saying. What a series that was. It did not look like it was going to be a good one, but it was definitely one for the books. Um, I was not confident going into game seven. It just, you know, momentum fell all in the direction of the Celtics. Jimmy wasn't looking great. It just, it was going to be an embarrassing collapse for sure. But with that being said, and I'm still going with this heading into the finals, the NBA or the Miami Heat were the eight seed. They lost in their first play on playing game. I declared them dead at that point in time. I was pissed. I was like, you know, I'm going to commit to being a Heat fan. I watched that first playing game. They lose. I was done. I was scouting a new team, and here we are in the NBA Finals. So I think the I think the real question is, do you get a ring if they win? I mean, do you have to watch a regular season game to get a ring? That's I, I know, what I, it comes down to. <laughs> listen, I weren't that good in the regular season. They looked terrible in that first playing game, and then I think after that, they got word that you were rooting for them, that you were you were sporting their jersey, that you were you know taking the banners to the street. Regular season doesn't matter. The NBA is not so much a regular mm-hmm. season game more with so many teams with the playing game and everything getting to the playoffs I think you came in right at the right time they called in Mariano Rivera they brought in the Mm -hmm. closer and uh here we are look at what you've done for them here we are I took in stepped in when Tyler Hero went down we'll call me a former sixth woman of the year here for the team (laughs) so um yeah no it's been so fun to watch um I mean it was a shaky game seven though Jimmy looked bad early on and it was kind of like okay who's gonna step up from here clearly it's been Caleb Martin I mean he's been phenomenal in these playoffs um and I hope he can keep doing what he's doing because he's just a great like adjunctive player um to kind of bridge that gap between Jimmy and everyone else and Jay Butler not having to score 50 points a game for them to be competitive so he's been great um I mean the Celtics on the other side of things here I mean, I'm just going to get right into it. Where do they go? What happens from here? Like, I feel like something has to shift. Um, I mean, they weren't bad by any means, but the way this, you know, kind of played out, I feel like something has to happen in order for them to go into the next year. I completely agree. And it's, I keep going back and forth. I feel like you can't just keep throwing this same team out there and expecting, you know, whatever that's the, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting Mm -hmm. expecting a different result, but you know, getting into the finals last year, you know, being the tops, you know, what they were uh, the number two seed this year and, uh, you know, making it to the Eastern Conference finals. Like, uh, obviously, like if this was some other team and not, you know, it's not some team that has that Boston aura around it and the Celtics kind of history. It's like this is, uh, you know, that's a this is an incredible run where you're trying to keep these guys. But it just seems like time in, you know, you know, uh, time and time again that they just kind of fall apart like this. And like, you know, it's a kind of a played out narrative, but like does Tatum have that kind of dog in him to go mm-hmm. on and carry the team the way that, uh, that Jimmy Butler has. And mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Brown just doesn't look like that guy. Obviously no. he's talented and has some amazing play, you know, the amazing moments in the regular season. But when you get him dribbling to the left and you're just watching him like fumble around, like it feels like what I would look like out there, just like constantly turning the ball over and doing uh, things like that. They, I, 
I, I don't know if that's a guy you give a super max to. I, I don't know if Brown and Tatum are the two guys that you, you know, kind of hang your hat on and be like, we're going to make this happen. But also they are so young and they've made it to the NBA finals. They've now made it to the conference finals. Like these are two deep runs in the playoffs. And obviously mm-hmm. the heartbreak and it, it's tough every time. Get it. Feel like you're, like you're so close. And realistically, this was everything was set up for them. It's like you're playing the eight seed. You're playing the Miami Heat. You have home court advantage. You should be able to walk in there and get yourself to the NBA Finals again, where you've had, you know, you you have that experience. You were you were there last year. Obviously, you lost to the to the Warriors, but you know, the, the, mm-hmm. having that experience is so huge for these young guys. So, I personally, I don't think this team is going to look the same next year. I, I I don't really think it's even a question if you have to pay one of them or keep one of them. I, I think you let Brown go. I don't know what yeah. you can turn it into on the trade market. I mean, there's got to be some team that would uh, would be looking for him. He feels mm-hmm. like the kind of guy that's going to go end up on like a, I mean, obviously outside of this year, I, you always just kind of say someone's going to go to Sacramento and their career is going to die, mm-hmm. but it just, it just kind of feels like mm-hmm. a, you know, Jalen Brown's going to maybe go somewhere and you're just, just kind of, you know, drift off into oblivion, maybe have a couple of good games in the regular season. And feels like maybe yeah. in a couple of years, there's be like, Oh, oh that's where Jalen Brown is. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, I, I think yeah. it's going to look a lot different. You know, Al Horford's not going to, you know, he's, he's not yeah. a young guy. Uh, I think you keep personally, I think you keep Tatum. I think you keep Marcus Smart kind of in a similar uh, Draymond Green type role. Like, you know, he's yeah. not really going to get you 30 points a game, but he's that kind of living, breathing uh, embodiment yeah. of what the Celtics need. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you got to make some trades and, uh, and try to, you know, change something up because I think coming back next year with the same team looking the same way is, uh, is not really going to, you know, it's, it's not going to get you to the title. Maybe it'll, you're, they're obviously going to be one of the better teams in the East. But right. I don't think it's gonna uh, it's it's gonna get you across the line. Yeah, I think you're looking at new. It would just be a new year, same story sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's gonna be Brown who goes. Um, and I mean, who knows how much Tatum rolling the ankle early in the game played into things. Um, but you know, if you can't have other guys step up and pull off the win, you know, with him playing at, I, I'm totally making up arbitrarily 75. percent But I mean, he was running up and down the court. He was capable yep. of making plays. So he was there at some percentage. Um, you know, if you can't win with him at whatever X percentage your star player and other guys stepping up, you know, I feel like you don't deserve to be in the championship. So while yes, Celtics hands might fans might, you know, be holding on to that Tatum ankle roll in the first play. I mean, they got blown out. Like it was not a close game by any means. So that's just not a championship worthy team. But great. Oh, and uh, Jim, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Butler has rolled his ankle a whole bunch of times. He missed the mm-hmm. game in that Knicks series, and he's come back with an ankle injury also. And you can see the way that his teammates have picked everything up, and that he's been able to kind of power through it. Like that's that's fun to watch. Obviously, ankle injuries are no joke, and like I'm sure mm-hmm. you know he was obviously in some pain, but the rest of the team did nothing. And uh, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know why, why is nobody talking about how stupid Derek White's hair is all the time. It's like <laughs> he has that he has that headband on, but then you've seen pictures of him with it off, and his hair actually does just start back there. It's like yeah. all that all that on the back isn't helping what's going on up front, and yeah. I don't think we can keep letting him get away with it. No, neither is the headband. Like the headband's <laughs> contributing to the hairline. It's like in my mind, just like pushing the hairline further and further back right. with its, it's friction. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I did see it got like a little shine, you know, after what was it, game six, I believe. Like people were kind of starting to circulate it with how big yeah. of a role player he was in that. But 
yeah, I don't. I think he's coming back with a fresh, uh, you know, shiny head next year. You, after this. you gotta get it. Just go bald. Give it up, man. It's yep. like that part. It's not helping anything. And no. as soon as they won, I immediately, you know, I was rooting for the Heat and I felt excited. And then I just immediately felt dirty about it. And I realized that as a Knicks fan, I hate both of these teams. Both of these teams mm-hmm. have tormented me my entire life as a Knicks fan. And mm-hmm. I was, I realized cheering for the Heat to win didn't make me feel good. So all I can go on is I'm all in against your heat on the Nuggets. Again, this has never been good for me so far in these playoffs. Every time I root against your heat, they come back and it bites me Mm -hmm. in the ass, but I'm all in on the Nuggets, that being said. I had that was good. I had a feeling that was going to be the case. That was on my list of things to ask you. Um, I mean, as a Heat fan, I'm very concerned about this matchup. Um, It's not going to be easy. I'm very excited to see what the plan is for Jokic in terms of a defensive scheme for the Heat. Mm -hmm. Um, If I were the coach, I would say attack him early, try and get him in some foul trouble. Mm -hmm. He has to play a little bit softer, be off his game, maybe take the bench. I mean, that's really – the Heat do not have any other good defensive matchup for him. I mean, I just don't think Bam is strong enough. Jimmy's too short. Um, you know, Lowry's a pretty good defender. He's just not capable. He's even shorter too. Um, I mean, I don't know what the plan, I really genuinely do not know what the plan is going to be. I don't know if they'll be trying to kind of double team him. I don't know, but it doesn't look good. I think my early prediction, this may make me a bad fan, but I think the Nuggets take this in five. That's what I'm calling my shot as now. I think the Heat will squeak out, you know, a win, maybe two, um, but yeah, I'm interested to see this coaching scheme tonight. I think that will tell us a lot about how this series is going to go. And I think like tonight is one of those game ones that's really going to set the tone for the rest of the series. Either that he can stay in it and they've formulated a great game plan or we're going to be in for a potential nugget sweep. Stop. Listen, I feel like you're trying to reverse jinx me and you're just trying to hurt me and I don't like it. I know what you're doing and I don't like it. This feels the same way. I'm all in on the nuggets. I feel like there's no way that he just keep getting lucky. I'm looking at this line, Denver minus eight and a half. Yeah, I think Denver, you know, I think the Heat are like plus 330, plus 350 to win the series. This is exactly the kind of talk that everybody was having about the Celtics. People thought, oh, the Heat just... You know, the bang, they beat a banged-up Bucks team, and then they just kind of beat the Knicks. And then they came in and they, you know, obviously went up 3-0, made it a close series, but, like, still beat a way better team and, like, won three of the games on the road in in, uh, in Boston. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let you hurt me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little defense on my soul and on my emotions here, and I'm not going to fall in your little trap saying the Nuggets mm-hmm. are going to win it in five. Of course I'm rooting for it. I need it to happen. I saw the Nuggets play this year in Denver. The environment's great. Everybody loves it and you're right I don't know how you def- like, it's not even just the heat I don't know if anybody has a matchup no. for this Nuggets team because it's like, he's the one he's one of the guys that if you decide to double Jokic like that he's part of it he's the best passer in the game right. he like he's begging people to come mm-hmm. double team him so that we're leaving you're leaving a you know leaving a, a an option open for him that he's most certainly going to find like before the guy's even open so it's uh, I, I don't know how you defend him in general. I think that Miami's just high energy, high intensity, well coached defense will probably just pose as much of a threat as as really anybody can. Mm-hmm. But you know, from what we see, what we saw in that last series, it just seems like you know the Nuggets are just an absolute juggernaut. And but now mm-hmm. it's going to be the real hardcore rest versus rust thing. That you know, mm-hmm. the Heat are coming off this long, hard fought seven game series. The Nuggets have been off for over a week, so I think yep. I'm curious to see what tonight's going to look like. I'm not sure if that rest is going to come out and the Nuggets are going to blow them out. Maybe mm-hmm. the Heat are a little more on the ball and they you know, might sneak one away in the in the first series. 
But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of Miami. I, I, I mean, yeah. I keep waiting for Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, these guys to just turn back into pumpkins and, like, because mm-hmm. apparently now they're just the new Splash Brothers. Like, they yeah. can just mm-hmm. – they can come out there and shoot, like, Steph whenever they want. I just uh, yeah. I just don't get it. And, you know, Miami is certainly comfortable being the underdog as they've showed this entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I, – I don't I, – I just seeing all the betting on, seeing everybody talk, you cannot overlook Miami. Obviously, they – you know, they won the Eastern Conference. I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. really overlooking them, but yeah. the Nuggets really just are that good. And uh, I'm just tired of like he didn't play like he didn't play a minute in that game seven. But no. I was just looking about Cody Zeller and <laughs> mm-hmm. him, like being the what the backup center of Miami and like oh who's the you know if they need a tall guy to try to guard Jokic, so putting in yeah. Cody Zeller, I think he was a fourth overall pick. That's mind-blowing. First round, fourth overall pick. And the thing that was just hilarious, he went 11 picks before Giannis did in that draft. <laughs> it's just, this has to be a joke. This balding, wreck-spec motherfucker went in the, in the, in the mm-hmm. fourth overall pick. And now it's like you're looking you look at him out there. He looks like, you know, some of those guys you see in clips back from the 70s and the weird short shorts and yeah. uh, before they let real athletes play basketball. The guy who just looks mm-hmm. like a – a seven foot carpenter that's, uh, you know, that's, that's balding with rec specs. So mm-hmm. it's important to remember when we watch him play that it was a, he was a fourth overall pick and went 11 picks before Giannis onto the compo. So yeah, that's I'm again, I'm completely <laughs> against your heat all in on the nuggets. Mm-hmm. Let's see how game one goes. Yeah. It's exciting. And my last comment on that too, heat culture has maybe prepared them for this altitude and Denver. Ooh. I think other teams struggled. The Lakers struggled with it, but you know, everyone says the Heat has like their weight limits that they meet, need to meet early season. They're heavy in conditioning and things like that. They're big hustle team. And I think that that might be their saving grace here is that they can match up well with the Nuggets, especially, you know, up in Denver at the altitude and hopefully bring some intensity there. But we'll I like see. that take. I like we'll that take. Who, need, who needs oxygen when you have heat culture? Yes. Heat culture <laughs> and hustle. <laughs> so I like that a lot. Yeah, it'll be fun. Excited for game one tonight as we are recording this. Um, on a less exciting note, we did decide we were going to chat a little baseball today. So. Yeah, we can't keep we, we can't keep ignoring it. Um, yeah. It's you know it it is what it is. Obviously, I'm a big Yankees fan, and I feel like until the NBA season ends, I really don't pay too much attention to the rest of the league. Just watch all the Yankees games, but the AL East is a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing what they hope the NFC East does this year. All teams above 500 at the time that we're recording this. Um, and I hope if the NFC East can pull this off too, we're not in for a great football season. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Orioles are ahead of the Yankees. That's my commentary there. Um, you just, you just, you it. just can't, you can't help yourself today. You just no. keep you just, right, just right between the ribs. Yep. I'm in that mood today, I guess. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. I mean, they're going to be a fun decision. It's, it's just so early for me. I really am like, I was trying to do look into baseball. I could not get excited about it. I was just like looking at the standings, seeing that the Orioles are up there. And I'm like, hmm, we should have a fun postseason. Okay. That's it. That's my baseball talk. <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I, for your Orioles, I, I do hate to break it to you. I think I see you wrote it down here, and uh, I saw it on his Instagram uh, when he had just posted. You signed Aaron Hicks, so I've mm-hmm. lived with Aaron Hicks for a long time now. Um, I wouldn't be excited about it, and frankly, I think that it just I, – I don't know why the Orioles signed him, and I feel bad for you. So yeah. that's, that's so- about all I can say. 
I did have it on there here because Cedric Mullins, you know, injured with a right groin. So they did sign Aaron Hicks. I think it was last week and, or they just signed him. Yankees said just released him. So I had it on yep. here to, you know, ask you on your opinion. I guess that's it. You know, and yep. Cedric Mullins is a loss. He's leading the team in RBIs. So I had a feeling that, you know, someone who just got dropped by the Yankees a week ago probably wasn't the best decision to be signing. But I guess when you're desperate, who knows? But hopefully Mullins will be back in a couple weeks and they're able to just hold their ground in the division. Yeah. Um, Aaron Hicks is, uh, yeah, not not a guy you're going to look for to uh, to really take you on. I, I honestly can't believe that he was, uh, you know, he hadn't been let go probably about two years ago. He would always he's always good for maybe a couple games or uh, you know a couple weeks stretch where he's hitting a bunch of home runs, but he's another one of those kind of strike out too much, not really hustle down the line guys, but maybe pop some home runs. Um, I did not like him. I feel the same way about him. I also he was one of my least favorite players. Him along with Josh Donaldson, mm-hmm. who should be coming back from uh, the IL, and I hope that he just moves to another country. I don't really care where he goes, but uh, I don't really want him back on the roster. Um, however, the Yankees, I'm hoping they just keep getting healthy, keep winning mm-hmm. Stanton, Rizzo, Canely, all coming back tomorrow as of the time recording this all coming back on Friday. So people can get healthy, get it, you know, just, just kind of tread water till everybody can get healthy, start playing at basketball season ends. And then we're all in on the Yankees. Yeah. And so, we'll but it just, I don't. But I don't understand. I just feel like this happens every year with the Yankees. It, the, there's the training. I don't know if it's the training staff. I don't know what's going on. There's just incessant, constant injuries that people are always mm-hmm. out for extended periods of time. Soon start people playing well. So Harrison Bader injured to start the year. Now he came back, was playing well. Now on the ten, you know, on the ten day IL. So I just feel like you can't catch a break. But let's just get healthy. Let some of these other ALEs t- teams start to falter and just start to build up some confidence. Because obviously, I mean, it's just such a long season. So yeah, if the if the teams can just start, uh, you know, start getting healthy and start building some, you know, building a little bit of a rapport with each other and, and feeling mm-hmm. good, get the pitching settled a little bit. Um, I'll be excited for the summer. Well, that was baseball. We'll circle back at some point on that. <laughs> we'll oh, circle yeah. back. <laughs> uh, and now getting into the good stuff. Our way too early NFC or NFC. Oh my God, I'm hyper focused on NFC. <laughs> clearly, NFL season awards with some preseason bets. So I see you had in here first NFL MVP odds. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through this. I mean, who? I guess I'm asking this as if the listeners mm-hmm. can answer us right now. Like, who do we think everyone would say is the overall glaring NFL MVP most likely for this year? So I was kind of surprised because right now the, the the leaders in the clubhouse, at least the the best odds, are Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So right. Joe Burrow, I think this may just be alphabetically listed ahead of him. Yeah. I feel like the the smart bet is probably just you know until Patrick Mahomes proves otherwise, he's mm-hmm. probably just yeah. the MVP. And and it almost feels like it's one of those things like Jokic this year that they wanted to give it to Embiid. The only reason he's not winning MVP pretty much every year is probably just some sort of uh you know that people just are tired of the same guy. If they the, the, you know, they're just they're, they don't want the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I <laughs> I think unless there's something crazy it's probably smart and a safe bet mm-hmm. to bet Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking at here what I like Jalen Hurts plus a thousand. Mm-hmm. I love the odds there. Their team just got better coming yep. off that Super Bowl loss. So he's got a little bit of that extra momentum. The team just got better. They're more comfortable, more co- comfortable with the play calling with Sirianni. Their defense got even better. I think that he's going to put up numbers this year. So I think at plus 1000, I, I think there's huge value there. And I definitely, you know, keeping with the NFC East theme, 
I can really see him bringing it home. Yeah, I mean, I I thought he was going to be an obvious bet. I mean, there's always – you can never count out Patrick Mahomes, right? But the fact that Justin Herbert and even Josh Allen at higher odds, you know, Josh Allen plus mm-hmm. 750, uh, Justin Herbert plus 900. I mean, I'm surprised by that, <laughs> um, especially sure. Herbert. I'm going to ride with Joe Burrow, though, because that fits in line with my prediction of the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Love it. So Love I it. think, you know, if he's going to be putting up um, an, an NFL MVP season, then hopefully they're making it to the Super Bowl with that. But, yeah, I, I do have to agree with you. I would never do it because I don't want to root for him. But Hurts seems yeah. to be pick here. Right. And and riding with your kind of mentality on the on the Bengals, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, I mm-hmm. love Jamar Jamar Chase at plus twelve hundred. I can see, you know, Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's maybe just because he looks so cool, but every time he posts yeah. on Instagram or any like video you see, you're just like, man, that guy's just gonna throw the ball mm-hmm. over the place and be the best. So who's mm-hmm. the best receiver on that team? And maybe one in my opinion, one of the you know, one of the two best receivers in the league. I can see Jamar Chase having a huge year this year. I'm shooting mm-hmm. for ten plus touchdowns, eighteen, you know, eighteen hundred over eighteen hundred yards. I see I think he is blow away NFL offensive player of the year this year. Yeah. No, I'd have to agree. I'm even I'm honestly kind of laughing that Devontae Adams is even up on this list, which is like yeah. <laughs> I don't know, his quarterback situation. It sounds like he wants out of Vegas regardless. So maybe they maybe Vegas betting odds, not Ooh. Vegas the Raiders, knows where he's going that we don't know yet where he's going to end up because that's suspicious went on there. But I think my easy pick, honestly, would be, I think, Christian McCaffrey. I think he has another, you know, he was really putting things back together, getting healthy in um, San Fran last year. And I think he's in this for kind of like a little comeback player of the year thing. I mean, he's not, Mm. I guess he's coming back. He's always been playing at a top tier. It's just things have held him down. But yeah, I think he's going to put up a big year. I think the 49ers are going to be good this year. I think you took them as one of your, I did. Um, world team. So, yeah, I think we'll stick in line with that. But agreed. I mean, again, I should be riding with Jamar Chase because I do think him and Burrow are going to have a big year. I mean, they just have such a connection playing together through college. And now, um, you know, in the NFL, I think that if one of them obviously has a big year, the other one is going to as well with him being number one yeah. receiver there. I feel like we're kind of on the same wavelength there. If one of them wins, I feel like we both win because yep. obviously they both for that to happen, they both need to play super well. So I, I think we're uh, we're on the same page. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now moving so on to the NFL Defensive Player of the Year odds, you gotta love seeing the guy Micah Parsons up high mm-hmm. there with the with the best odds uh, to be able to bring that home. So that must make you happy. Mm-hmm. I had a Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. I mean, seeing these names of you know Nick Bosa, seeing Micah Parsons ahead of them. I mean, that's all I ever could have dreamed of <laughs> for the Cowboys <laughs> to get out of him. Um, so yeah, I'm ex- I mean I'm excited. He's continuing to grow in Dan Quinn's scheme. I just think they have to continue to learn how to utilize him um, and utilize him in a way where he stays healthy, doesn't get burnt out, doesn't get injured. He was pretty healthy last year, but definitely was beat down at times. You know, his motor just does not stop. Like every single play, he does not, he takes no plays off no matter where he's coming from. So I hope he has a bigger, um, you know, because obviously, again, I think if you're the defensive player of the year on your team, pretty good odds you're going to be at least playoff, you know, caliber team for sure. So I'm Absolutely. excited that I feel obligated to see him. If there's a Cowboys player on the list here, I'm taking them. So <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I, I was going back and forth between TJ Watt and Nick Bosa because the two of them, similar to what you said about Micah Parsons, are just they have motors that just will not quit. They're the guys mm-hmm. that the quarterback is, you know, is making sure he knows where they are every single snap. They can line up anywhere. 
I'm going to go with Nick Bosa on the, just because I think that the 49ers are going to be that good. And as long as he can stay healthy, plus 1,100, I think is, is, is an absolute steal on that. He, you know, I, I think he's the best defensive player in the league when he's healthy and when he's you know, kind of at the top of his game. And uh, coming off last year, I really don't think he wants to miss any more time. I think their, their schedule is relatively easy. Uh, but they do have a lot, you know, they, they don't have a ton of rest days, which is the only thing that scares me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think that they're going to be really, you know, the team's going to be great and he's going to take a, a next step. So rooting for him to stay healthy and uh, mm-hmm. going for Nick Bosa on that one. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So, And then going into the uh, NFL rookies of the year, this obviously no idea. Everybody seems to be yeah. going with Bijan Robinson. I, you know, then all the quarterbacks are up there that everybody takes. But mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs at plus 800. What are you thinking? I mean, I think it's hard to fathom, you know, either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud coming out of this with just the teams that they're playing on. I mean, yeah. you know, the Houston Texans having the NFL rookie of offensive rookie of the year, that just doesn't sound plausible <laughs> in this yeah. world. Um, so I don't like his odds. You know, I think it'd be fun to see Bryce Young and the Panthers do something. I mean, I just feel like the Panthers are an organization. I just like feel bad for them. I just yep. want them to have a little bit of good um, coming out of them. I feel like ever since, you know, obviously the peak of camp. Newton, they've kind of just been like on a honestly kind of one of the laughing socks of the NFL, really. They have sick uniforms. So I think I might go Bryce Young, even though honestly, odds aren't that great plus 450. I mean, I think it's pretty unlikely, but I yeah. feel like it's a fun, fun, fun one to take. So this is more of a fun, not so much likely pick. Right. No, I like that. And I feel like if, if any of these quarterbacks ends up doing well, the shine is always on the quarterback. You know, they're yeah. the they're the guy everybody's pointing at. So I like that. I think that they obviously have maybe a, you know, the, a decent team around him and he's got a ton of upside. Everybody's hoping for him. So I think that makes sense. But uh, it was, I like Jameer Gibbs at plus 800. I just think the Lions are such a hard-nosed team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make that jump this year. Obviously, a lot of other people think that as well. But you know, they totally just kind of re, uh, you know, reconfigured their whole uh, running back room that was already great last year. So I think that the, the Lions kind of view the running back as maybe a different kind of plug-and-play thing. You know, they have uh, what they had uh, Jamal Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift last year who ran for, you know, I think ran for over 2000 yards come between them and had 23 touchdowns total. I think yeah, Jamal Williams had like 17 touchdowns last year and then they just mm-hmm. let him walk. So right now, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, I think it's going to be a similar kind of two headed monster. Dan Campbell knows what he's doing. I think he's going to run the same kind of offense. They love to run the ball in the red zone. So I think that he is going to put up some stats this year. And, uh, you know, obviously it's just he's a rookie that's on what, you know, what should be a relatively good team. So if he puts up numbers, I think I'm, uh, I'm rooting for him over B. John Robinson on the running, running back front. I like that. Right. And then uh, go on. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to lead us into the next one, the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. I am annoyed by this one because I feel like I don't want it to be Jalen Carter. I feel yep. like that's probably what's going to happen. Um, You know, he's going to be thriving that, you know, Eagles defensive scheme that I think is going to be quite scary this year, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I feel like he sound, he's going to either be boom or bust. I feel like we're either going to come out this year, you know, with he really is coming out as Defensive Rookie of the Year. Or it's a total underproduction. I don't know why. I have like no basis for saying this whatsoever, but that's just kind of my prediction along with this. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I was betting with my mind and not my heart, I would be taking Jalen Carter. If I had to just pick someone else from this list here, I'm probably going 
I guess, I mean, maybe Devin Witherspoon. Seahawks have a pretty solid, I think, defense, generally speaking, under Pete Carroll. Um, so I think he is pretty good at allowing these guys to kind of grow and thrive. So seems like a fun, you know, otherwise pick if I'm trying to rebel against taking an Eagles player. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on <laughs> that one. That's I like, all it is. <laughs> yep, odds wise, I like Devin Witherspoon as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like Jalen Carter probably uh, probably makes a lot of sense. Obviously, Will Anderson there plus three fifty, incredibly likely he's going to be great this year. But I think what you're saying is that Jalen Carter that was his whole uh, everybody's issue. Oh, really? Everybody's only issue with him was just kind of off the field stuff. Does he really like football? Does he care? So I think if he cares, he's going to come in there, and I think that Eagles defense is already going to be super good. So him him stepping in there and just really being able to just kind of rack up stats and do his thing at uh, at plus six hundred, I kind of like that. And then uh, getting into one that I don't even really know if this should be on on the sports books NFL comeback player of the year. I think mm-hmm. you know if Demar Hamlin steps foot on a football field for even a quarter of one mm-hmm. game, he's mm-hmm. he wins. He's yeah. he's winning that. It's literally any other bet is just lighting your money on fire. Um, yeah. I, I, if he, if he plays, he's winning that award. They're naming that award after him probably forever. Yeah. So I, uh, it's a rough I, year to be any other coming back player because you look at this list and like Tua, he would be a good story. You know, sure. um, he had a very rough year and, you know, um, obviously not comparing situations, but if not for DeMar's situation, I mean, he had a very scary scene there on the field as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as obviously quarterback, high level player, they get a lot of the spotlight. So I think he would have been the easy pick otherwise. I just am like laughing at Russell Wilson being on this list. Is <laughs> you? Yep. I feel like he's coming back from just being honestly bullied, like coming back for the year after being bullied. <laughs> he's just <laughs> coming back from being bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's and basically actually, what it is. And actually, on those exact lines, going to NFL Coach of the Year. I really like Sean Payton on this because yeah, I do okay. think I yeah I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be as bad as, as he was last year, and I think Sean Payton is going to make a huge difference there. I think that that team is going to be significantly better. You know, some of these other names on this list, Dan Campbell. I think that the Lions basically have to win that division and like have to get a pretty high seed uh, right. for uh, for him to kind of meet the expectations. I really feel like NFL Coach of the Year is just some guy that really exceeded expectations or had a shitty yeah. situation that came in and did well. Like right. the Lions, I get, you know, obviously they weren't like great last year, but I feel like everybody's expecting them to do well. So just right. based on expectation, I feel like he can kind of only go down or just meet them. So like, yeah. outside I of them like- going, yeah, outside of them going 14 and three, I feel like it's hard for Dan Campbell to right. like win that award. Well, I guess it like blurs the lines a little bit, right? Like it's NFL coach of the year, but like Dan Campbell for the past two years would probably win it, right? Like they really were heating up at the end of the year last year. They almost had a a chance to make the playoffs by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like he kind of already met that like coach of the like comeback coach of the year kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you were blending the past few years, I think he would be deserving of it if the lines sure. are to say meet where we expect them to be this year. But I agree. I mean they're going into this year with expectations. So I think from here it's actually kind of a little bit challenging for him. Like there's a lot of hype building around them. Last year they kind of met their like, you know, underdog or comeback team. Like that was last year. This year they actually yep. are a real team with expectations and probably playoff aspirations, at least, you know, definitely for their fan base. So I think Sean Payton, obviously, you know, seasoned veteran heading to Denver. I think he's going to be great and he's a great candidate for it. 
I think Robert Salah, um, depending upon what Aaron Rodgers could do for the Jets is a possibility. Um, you know, Jets have been a very bad organization for a long time. So if you're looking at this from a big, big picture scheme, you know, what he can do with them might put him up for this, you know, award. Right. I feel like he should almost win the award for just managing to get Aaron Rodgers there. It's like, again, it's kind of yeah. a similar thing with Dan Campbell. Like now that team has expectations. Now the Jets are like, oh, they're going to they're going to be able to bring it home. They're going to be able to, you know, winning that division is going to be so hard. So it's like they're, you know, for for he, if anything, he could win that award for getting Aaron Rodgers there if they're able to meet expectations there. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I like Sean Payton the most here. I think that, you know, he's got to be better at coach. I mean, he is an amazing coach and we know that he's better at coaching than he was on TV because I really hated watching mm-hmm. him there. Oh, my God. Um, so mm-hmm. I, uh, I do think that uh, they might take the step this year, but. I I might be hurt by Russell Wilson again. I I picked him for my fantasy team. I thought he was going to be great last year, and then just I I couldn't have gotten rid of him fast enough. I I held on for way too long. So Mm -hmm. I I I think that he's going to make a make a big change there. So yeah, that is our NFL uh, season long awards. Don't worry, we're going to hold ourselves accountable to these, and uh, Mm -hmm. definitely definitely remember. And I'm sure we'll get them all right. There's probably no Mm -hmm. way we missed any of those. No, never. (laughs) never so well that was fun I always love I mean best part of show every time I get hyped to talk about the NBA games but then once we get going on the NFL it's like a whole nother level where I could go on and on and I think I saw something today where this may totally be wrong I'm just quoting something I literally scrolled past on my phone that I think we're less than 100 days out for the football season I believe oh yeah I think it was so 99 days. Yeah, 99 days yesterday. We're at 98 now. Yes. Okay, countdown began. So that's exciting. Lots more to come for NFL coverage. But tonight we are going to enjoy game one of the NBA finals. So we'll be at opposing ends here. We'll see when we reconvene if we're still speaking as a podcast, depending upon if the Nuggets maybe have swept the heat by then. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> let's hope not. Let's let's hope not. We're, we're hoping for a good series regardless. Um, I haven't fared well on, uh, you know, standing on opposite ends of you before in these playoffs. So I'm hoping this one will go a little different. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, follow us on Instagram, Play Your Yards Right Pod. Tell your friends. Uh, message us with any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about. We do have some fun stuff in the pipeline, some fun interviews some fun people we're talking to so any questions send them over our way on uh on uh instagram again play your guards right pod.com thank you again for listening and we will talk to you next week yep have a good one